Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! What a triumphant tune! I was going to clear back to our old, our, our old reliable three-game winning streak, guys. You know, this is this is game four is usually where things fall apart, but uh, we are back like on a, a three-game winning streak. It, 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 but this kind of seems a little bit different this time, right? Doesn't it? Like yeah. instead of just like barely getting those three wins, especially in the last two, like that first run, this was yeah. a lot more. Like I look like a you know serious domination there. They did well. You know and what, guys? I, if you look at the Sharks, you know, I mean, as much as that sucked the other night, like they they had a pretty decent week, San Jose. Well, so you I, know, I feel like we're the only to ones. Bobby and I, Bobby and I had a long talk yesterday on the show, and that was actually brought up, and the exact same thing. I said, yeah, as far as this, that Saturday game against the Sharks, like, yeah, we were all pissed, and we were mm-hmm. so fed up, and just done with that team. And then you saw what the Sharks did the rest of that week, and you realize, holy shit, Sharks are not a bad team. And let me tell you something about the Sharks. I watched, I don't know if you guys watched that Detroit game. Um, Some of it. And it yeah, was I did a, see that, that huge comeback. Awesome yeah. game. But the Sharks, they don't have any players, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're a young, guy, young team. They're, you know, they don't have a ton of money that they're spending. They don't have big names. But these guys, when they, when they win, like against us, against the Islanders and against Detroit, they, these guys work their asses off, man. Yes, they're, that is a hard they working are, team. They're, they're puck hounds. They're in the right position. They don't give you an inch, man. And they take it. And I'm like, man, this is going to be if they can continue that work ethic. I know they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be that team that everyone says, watch out for next year. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. kind of like you know we were saying about Buffalo and Buffalo, Ottawa and Detroit. Exactly. And yep. this year, I think you can say that about maybe about San Jose and definitely about Arizona because I think Arizona is going to make yeah. a really strong playoff push don't uh, look like doormats like they have the last couple seasons right. complete doormats but not anymore not too many doormats this year you know they're really it really isn't too many <laughs> bad teams like <laughs> you know yeah columbus is just can't get that you know that team just has the worst luck in the world they just uh, lost when they played they us so. yeah they lost boom jenner for i think four weeks uh they said so he's yeah. out for a month with a puck to the face um, before we dive into the hockey though i do want to ask a question of sure. unhockey related because we were kind of talking about it a little bit before and i know i'm going to forget it so mm-hmm. tony you were telling a story about uh a while ago you were in before pre-cell phones and you were in vancouver and you were going to a plane and the Colorado Avalanche were waiting for their plane. Like the whole team was just lounging around, sitting on your on bags and stuff, waiting for their plane. You had said, you know, this is before we had cell phones. So I couldn't like take pictures of them or anything like that from afar. Can you guys name like the one time in your life when you look back and you're pissed off that you didn't have a cell phone? Like, is there anything that happened to you that you were like, that was the one that I wish I had a phone handy? Yeah, mm. I do. Uh, you, you guys remember? You guys remember that girl Danielle I was dating over in Tom sure. River? Yeah, we were definitely. up in New- her mother actually worked at a comedy club in New York City before I was with her. So her mom had like we used to go up to New York City and 
she worked like with Gilbert Godfrey. Like Godfrey used to call the house and shit like that and leave voice what, messages what and stuff. Film? I don't forget the name of it, but it was over in it was in New York. This is before me, but she would tell us these. She would we would go to New York and she would tell us these things. We went to this area where this club was at, and I actually saw this is back when Soul Asylum first came out, and I always dug that first. The, probably the I actually I always think David Piner is an amazing songwriter. Um, first couple records they did. And D- Dave Piner and uh, Wyoming Ryder were walking down the street actually together. And this is oh, got to th- yeah. So Winona Ryder used to date the Soul Asylum yes. dude. Yeah, uh, and date right. this right. This is like yeah. Beetlejuice time period. Like this is like well, no, this is Reality Bites time period. Yeah, a little bit after yeah, Beetlejuice. Because, but it's oh yeah, Beetlejuice. I think she was a child still. I think I Dave Piner was in Reality Bites and he did the soundtrack to that. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So this was like that time period though when they were young. I would say I mean, what like 92, 93? Yeah, ninety three, ninety four, maybe ninety three. Let's see when Reality. Yeah. Bites came out. That's kind of a cool story. But they were walking by and they were just chilling. And I remember, I you know, uh, somebody to shove had come out. Hey, Soul Asylum was pretty. You know, they were a different kind of band. Yeah, ninety four oh, makes sense. Grave Dancers Union, like that was that time period actually. And yeah. I remember, like, I remember back then. I didn't even think to myself, "Oh, I wish I had a cell phone," because you didn't even think. Right. Like, I wish I had a Polaroid camera, or I wish I had a one of those yeah. little yellow cameras. You know, whatever the fuck they were. I, I had a jet disposable pack. ones. You know, yeah. I, I remember. You being a Soul Asylum fan and always listening to Grave Dancers Union. And I always, like, I liked them, but I was never a fan of them. And then years ago, like, pre-kids and shit, me, Dan, our wives, we all went down to West Virginia uh, right. to go camping for a week, uh, a couple of days or whatever. And my wife and I went to whatever record store. And she bought a couple of CDs. I bought a couple of CDs for the ride. And she bought Black Gold, which was the... Um, Best yeah, that was Asylum. their big one. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, right. that was oh, that no, was, that was the best of Runaway so Train Black, was their hit single. Black, Black, he's Black Gold is a great is a song off of Grave Dancers Union. But yeah, they that's named, right. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah. They named their best of album Black Gold. After and, their, you know, yeah. Yeah, after the song. And we listened to that album like almost on repeat the whole way down to West Virginia. I became a huge Soul Asylum fan. And then when I got home, I bought like all their couple of their albums and they'll you know, get more into like yeah. the not so greatest of hits. There, there really is something good. special. David about Kerner is an amazing songwriter. I mean, that yeah, guy is, a, he's a storyteller. If you look at like, you know, even the, the silver lining album. And after that, like, yeah, you know, he's, and he's still going, the guy is still out there doing it. And I mean, like I said, he's like I rank him up with there. Like you look at like Billy Joel's guy, and I'm talking about songwriter wise, like who wrote stories, you know. And he was one of those guys who did that early on too. Even you know, yeah. They, so uh, they when they West. came out, they always reminded me of uh, each other. Was uh, Counting Crows and Soul Asylum? They have something similar, and it's yeah. weird because they're Same really time not. Period, I remember. Yeah. They're really yeah, but they're really but not was, all that similar. But for some reason. I don't know the way they came out or something. It always reminded me of each other. I I don't know why. Lyrically, you can say that. Like you said, they're they're both, whether or not you like their music, but both bands are storytellers. Both Mm -hmm. bands' songs are, you know, very more poetic so much than, uh, you know, lyrical, I guess. I I don't know if that's making a ton of sense, but I can see where you're coming from. Um, We went to see, uh, so we found that like Frank Turner was playing uh, the Roseland Ballroom in the city. Uh, this is like two, three years ago. So my wife and I wanted to go. They were opening up. He was opening up for uh, Counting Crows. So oh, we man. went up. We drive up. We go in. We watch this half an hour opener, and we pack up our shit and leave. <laughs> I, yeah. remember, I remember the security guy's like, you're not staying for the Counting Crows? No, we came for Frank Turner. We're not staying for the Counting Crows. <laughs> and we left. Yeah. Um, how about you, Dan? Can you think of anybody? Oh, boy. Uh, not really. Um, you know, uh, boy, I... Not too much. I remember once, though, it's a similar story, not quite the same. 
where I, the family and I were with my in-laws in uh, New York City, went to a movie theater, took the kids to see, I think, one of the Star Wars sequels or whatever on a big theater in, in the city. And so my father-in-law is like, he's in the lobby. We're all in the lobby. He's like, that's Jonah Hill. And uh, I'm like, okay. And I'm looking and it and it's, yeah, it's Jonah Hill. And he's got like two children with him, you know, maybe like, I don't know, like eight or 10 year old, like two kids, a boy and a girl or something. Did he gaslight you and make you feel bad about yourself? <laughs> I heard he's a real, I heard he's a tough one, man. To well, me. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea, but my father-in-law was like, oh man. And so he goes like, he's like kind of walking after him and I'm like, and then Jonah he's Hill's walking like, after Jonah Hill. Yeah. Who then now, goes to the bathroom. So it- my father-in-law, like he's about ready to follow him into the bathroom. Like, Hey Ray, you know, like I'm just calling <laughs> him over. Like maybe we don't want to follow this man in the bathroom, dude. What are you doing? Like, let's snap back to reality. Right. You know, like I had no he- desire to go take a picture of Jonah but Hill. What was he he has a reputation, I'm not going to follow he? him in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I, think him, I, th- I think him and Kevin James have two of the worst reputations, which is crazy. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't fans. really know anything about him. It was just yeah, kind of no, happens. I, I just know the shit that came out like within the last few months about him. Oh, I didn't hear this. I really didn't. I missed out. What did, what's he up to? Well, didn't he like, okay. So like he, his, his, he was dating his girl and like, I get all this shit secondhand cause I'm not on social media. So like, right. I just hear people talk about this. Right. Stuff. So like, apparently right. he was, you know, just what the fuck was it? He was like gaslighting his ex-girlfriend and like, um, okay. Ba- basically going online and like, just, I'm, I'm completely butchering this story, but from what I gathered, like he'd go online and just start like really making her feel terrible about herself and posting oh, all okay. this like negative stuff about her and, and right. stuff and, and like go on about how he is like, you know, he has it all figured out and he's, you know, oh. the fucking the man. So and, he basically know, yeah. like looked like an asshole. He was yes. treating this girl badly and it somehow got out. So we know yeah, that well, it was all public. Kind of a, like he tweeted it all. And oh, shit. he did like, it publicly he, yeah, to begin with. Publicly. He just, like, he's like, he, guys, you know who's an asshole? And he started bringing, right. bringing was, this girl out into the public. It's like this weird wow. like morality thing with him where he just thinks he is better than everybody else and, and I didn't stuff. Know that. So I have a I have a little bit of a, Well, know, I should I have sent my father in law after him in the bathroom yeah. after all. Then you should have. Yeah, um, I didn't know. I do have one. Only one that I can really think of right now. This was I would say again, maybe twenty something years ago. My wife got tickets for she and I to go see Dave Matthews and Timmy Reynolds acoustic at Radio City Music Hall. So mm-hmm. we went to the show. We had these awesome seats, and as we were leaving, I got up, and now everybody's converging out into the aisle, and I look, and about two rows behind us was Mike Gordon, the bass player for Fish, and his Mm. girlfriend, and he was standing right there, and it's so much like we bumped into each other, and my wife and his girlfriend were like having a conversation, because they were going backstage to hang out with them, So, and we were trying to get out, so we kind of like were like, all right, we'll help you get over there and we'll, so we like move some people whatever and um he was like super quiet like he didn't say anything like nobody recognized him but me that's the one time i wish i had a phone because i totally been like bud we're getting pictured together like no doubt I, I i like left there i remember calling my buddy who is also a huge fish fan and uh when i got home and he was so jealous uh, right yeah so that was that was probably the only time 
Have you guys ever met anybody who's a total dick? Who's just like a celebrity? Have you guys have ever like just uh, met someone who just came on? Like, you just knew that this apparently was just Jonah Hill, movie. but I didn't really meet him, so I yeah, guess he, I can't count. Could have pissed next to him if you <laughs> wanted to be aggressive. Uh, I had the opportunity, <laughs> and somehow missed out on it. Yeah, I uh, no, I, I never I met anybody. anybody. I don't like meeting celebrities. I don't. Yeah, like, it's not, I'm not it that seems person. like a bad idea. In fact, the yeah. more you kind of dig them, the more I think you probably shouldn't yeah. try to meet them. Because then, you know, you have a bad experience. You'd be like, oh, I used to like their work, but now I can't get that memory right. in my head that this guy was an asshole, you know? And I look at it this way, too. Like, my the, my own personality, right? I think pretty much everybody's an asshole. So it's only a matter of time until, like, if I met enough True. of them, most of them would just jade me to the point that I would probably become a hermit and sit in my closet and just have zero hope for anybody. Plus, like, these you know, what are you going to say to these people? They're all ass. That's the other thing. Like, like I, I, I feel like I'm going to be Chris Farley. Like, you know that movie you made? <laughs> I, I really I, that was great you know exactly and i have nothing oh to say God. i mean you know like I, if there was a circumstance that? it'd be interesting that you had a conversation with a stranger where it actually had a context in it by the way a stranger turned out to be so and so that the person you're telling the story to could relate to right but like they just go up to somebody and be like i know you and right. i like your work like so what like it's it's weird you know it is weird but didn't bobby do something like that with Bam Margera. Do you remember this? <laughs> what? I did not know this. Or oh Bam. Okay. We do our next I don't remember this. I, I forget so much shit. What I happened? Gotta, we got to ask him. I think he's still, like, because he lives in the same town as him. And I guess they were at a bar oh, somewhere. Okay. And, like, Bobby just went up to him and was just, like, something like, I, I, I know I'm probably not right, but something along the lines of, you know, you used to be a lot funnier, like, that kind of no, thing. Like, really? <laughs> oh, that's great. It's like, you know. I thought he would have said something like, you know, why don't you go staple your nuts to the seat or something like that, you know? He had some rough times, though, Mr. Mo- oh, yeah. This was all pre his rough time. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I heard that he's in a bad place. I don't know. I, I will tell you, though, it is awful to deal with people. You don't want to meet people you did you think are cool or that you like. I know just for myself. What's your years, bad experience? Musicians, a, man. There's a bunch okay. of them. Musicians, Name I mean. Name one. Dave was was one. Okay, I'm going to name one who I'm going to – I have two things. Please don't say he counts. He kind of – no, can, no count, count's cool. Um, All right, great. No, we I'm Dave Mustaine. Um, you know, he was I mean, actually, And I met him you twice. So he he kind of made up for it to say – you're right because I said to him, so twice I had dealt with him. And actually the first time he was kind of a jerk, second time he made up for it. First time I met him in a convention called NAM in Los Angeles. Would tell me like Metallica? And so, no, no. I, so I was actually always a Megadeth guy over Metallica any day. Um, but I was like – so I met him at Nam when I was working for this magazine, and I he's sitting yeah, there, you know. It was called Nam, like the big the big music conference in Los Angeles, in the real together. big one. Like everybody's there, you know. Charlie. No, it's like the, one of the <laughs> biggest the music conferences office. in the world. So I, I went there, and Dave was there, and he was doing this thing, and it's only industry people. It's like magazines, press, you know, guitar companies. But he does his meet and greets with these people. <laughs> yeah, so I was working for this magazine at the time called Rivet Rag. I, we did this print magazine for like five years out of Tampa, and. Uh, so I'm there, you know, it's my third time there and Dave's sitting there and I was a big Megadeth fan. Like I was like, I loved Megadeth growing up. Like I thought like some of their older shit was killer. It was Megadeth over Metallica and Dave's sitting there. And I said to him, I was like, Hey man, I was like, I was a big fan of yours growing up. And I, if you guys know Dave, he has this thing he does where he has this smirk, like this obnoxious smirk. And he just looks at me and goes, mm-hmm. ah, you're not the only kid. That's all he said to me. And I remember walking away and I was like, huh? I was like, wow. So I seen him probably 12 years later in Orlando. And I saw Metallica that same week, actually. So I went up to him and I was like, and this is the time period where this guy was like, I don't really want to talk. I'm not big on bashing Metallica anymore. So I walk up to him and he's doing this thing where if you buy the CD, you can meet him. That's how, you know, this is when downloads were really big and you couldn't sell CDs very well. So this was part of the gimmick. 
So I go up to him this time. And so I was just a fan this time. I wasn't working for a magazine. And I was like, I know you hate to hear this, man. I go, but you guys blow away Metallica. And I just saw Metallica this week. He looks at me and goes, because I fucking love to hear that. So it was kind of a 50-50. But when I first met him, I got the obnoxious Dave Mustaine that you heard about. Let me take Dave Mustaine's side for a second. Do you Mm -hmm. think he could have been slightly insulted with you at saying – I used to be a big fan, or I used to yeah. listen to you. Then I started I don't know listening exactly to Metallica. Put it like that. Like, I don't right. know exactly put it like that, but maybe. Okay. But okay. yeah, and I was never like I know Bobby was the big Metallica guy. I was always Megadeth over Metallica, you know, like you know. But uh, maybe it's the kind of event too, because like you're part of the media in the first one. Maybe he's got bad true. taste of mouth from that. Yeah. And then also you paid him. Tired of talking time. to people. <laughs> and you also yeah, didn't, exactly. didn't pay him. You did. No, but musicians, man. Second time. Yeah, musicians. Why don't you come back online and say that to me again? Yeah. yeah exactly. Why don't you go by I mean, you CD and now. tell me how he, much yeah. better, right. better I still would going, be as a singer in Metallica. But um, he would, yeah. But you know, musicians were always the worst. Even like when I was book, I booked shows for a while and you would book these bands that you like and just the, the writers and dealing with their requests. Yeah. You'd be like, you just so didn't want to know mus- that part musicians of it. are like people yeah. you could tolerate being around. I'm going to be yeah. honest. I don't think You're I can probably most mostly twats. No, uh, doubt. Uh, we, we've seen Jack White a few times. We like him. I bet he's the most obnoxious person in the world, and he's yeah. very cool. He's into a lot of cool things, but I don't think I could fucking hang with the dude. Like I, I don't think I think okay. we get on my nerves. I don't know. You know Maybe what's sad, Dan? I didn't get into them. Like I do like I, I do like Jack White, and I didn't get into them until probably a couple years ago. I totally whenever some things get big, like we talk about this sometimes on this show, when a movie gets big or. Sometimes I avoid watching it. Everyone's like, you got to watch this. I'm sure. like, okay. For some reason, I don't watch it. That band right. was another one where I was like, I didn't listen. And then one day, I don't know what happened. I started listening to some of the records. And I was like, well, this is it's pretty cool shit. actually funny yeah. you said that. Never, ever, ever was I a White Stripes or a Jack White no. fan. And right around the same time, about two years ago, Dan's wife texted me a link of them on Saturday Night Live. Jack White on Saturday that Night Live. That was a great performance. And I watched it. And it blew me to hell away. And then I started diving into all White Stripes yeah, and Jack it's good White shit. stuff. And yeah, and like, now, I didn't and really care for some of the White Stripes right away. I kind of made notice of him more with Raconteurs, but I wasn't even a huge, huge fan then. But like, right. I don't know. But you could picture yeah, him being him. like that. How'd yeah, he's like, him, a, you know, he's kind of like that Luddite kind of guy that's probably just a little like – I, I think the deal is with him, like he doesn't have a phone. He's like one of those guys. Like, uh, well, you know, he's like, white, you guys doesn't have a phone. I think wow. he, you know, well, of you course, the white people say this. Text him. Right, you can't text him because he, he wants to tell you that you know his analog life is better. So, so I guess I'm I have sure to call him on a landline. Get I don't know up all the time, right? I mean, <laughs> you can't be friends with a person like this. No, not these days. You can't be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I think you can if you're really rich because then you do have a phone. You just have somebody else hold it for you. I think that's, that's what true. this story really is. You know, he's just like, you know, I live without this phone on me. And it's great that he's not wasting time in like social media like most of us today. But he also does has somebody let him know if he's got a fucking important call. Like, let's face it. You literally can't <laughs> live without a phone. You know who anymore. I would love to meet and I think okay. would be cool? This yeah. guy right here. Snoop Dogg would be cool. He quit smoking weed. Do you believe that? I don't know. Uh, Did he really? Yeah, he said that. That is what he says. He says he quit smoking weed. I think he was joking. He he said a lot of jokes. I think he was high when he said that. Uh, You know, Dan, very high when he said that. Dan, you talk about Jack White. Do you think he's one of those guys that, like, I know we got to get the hockey, but you think about, like, uh, David Lee Roth used to do this Eminem thing. And he would be uh-huh. like, no, like, I think it was like only green M&Ms, right? And the reason he would do this. Like crazy riders on there. Crazy yeah. riders. But the reason he would do this right. is to, actually what I found out was to see if they were paying attention to the rider. Not that he really right. had to have this, but this guy right. was, is such a, was such a, I guess, diva. You know, Egomaniac. You call them. Yeah, egomaniac. Yeah. <laughs> that I could picture Jack White being like that as much as I like his music. I right. could picture him being like the guy like. 
um, don't like actually we had a guy on our, our other podcast saying he dealt with who was it he's do security for diana ross over in atlantic city he was one of the major security guys in atlantic city for years right worked with all the wrestlers right. worked with everybody and he was telling me that there's like diana ross and there was a couple other ones you don't even look at them in the fucking eyes they walk down the hallway and every staff uh, member knew this actors about you every know, staff member like, knew that, this fuck that shit it I was would, fascinating I man so fast like you can't look at this person. yeah he was I, naming no. these people like he said elton john actually said elton john was actually cool but he said that like these people had these rules that like in the staff all knew yeah. when these guys and walk out you turn around off. yeah that's crazy yeah, and, i don't know i mean i'm not have a giant ego when you walk into a room and you look over in a corner and you see a bowl of M&Ms and you're just like, <laughs> I made some idiot count out 527 green M&Ms yeah. exactly and put them in that yeah. bowl. Like, I don't know who I, I was listening to. Imagine being the guy how to count them out. <laughs> exactly. It was like some, some kind of interview asshole. with a band or a musician recently. I, can't, I wish I remember who it was, but they were saying when they first like got a big gig where they could have a rider. They're like, this is fucking great. So they started putting all kinds of shit in it. And they didn't realize, like, the place will do that for you, but you got to pay for it. You know, it's right, not like it's right. free shit. It's like coming out of your. T- so they're making, they're on tour, but they're not making huge dollars. Well, you right? know what it's it like is, one Dan. Of their is first big things. They're like, fuck, we spent like $800 warming up for this show. That's crazy. But you get two things. If you're, if you're a big chocolate band. fountain and strawberries from the fucking, uh, you know, yeah. northern part of California. Asking for yeah. caviar and bullshit right, like right. that. Like, oh, this is dumb. But, I didn't, we're going to pay for this? There's actually a way around that. What it is is they have two different things they can do. Like when I was booking shows, it was like they can either get paid. This, what do they call it? Where you get like a certain amount of money to go buy Stipend. your own food. A pi- there's also oh, kind of a term Stipend. for it. Yeah. You, like you could take your own yeah, cash right. and go buy your own food. Or – as a vendor or the person putting on the show, you can supply with their demands. So sometimes I always found out it was just easier to give each member. You know, I wasn't dealing with Diana Ross. So the metal bands, you give each member a hundred bucks, it's easier than dealing with their bullshit. Basically. Right. Yeah, well, that makes sense. All right. I That was fun, but we should definitely talk a little bit about uh, the game that happened yeah. today. Uh, yeah. There was a hockey game and the Devils beat the Calgary Flames four to two in what I thought, and like I said last night, Joe, Bobby, and I talked a lot about the Kraken game, and I thought that the Kraken game at that point was the most important game of the season because of how how they had to play. And, um, you know, that was the classic example of a goalie stealing a game when your best guys were not at the best. And and Schmidt did it. This was a big game because now Vanacek's back in. And Vanacek played – really solid. I mean, I was happy with, I don't know how there wasn't much about this game other than maybe you want to complain about their first, their slow start in the first, but mm-hmm. other than that, like defensively, like this was a boring game. This was a workman like game. Which is what you want when and, you're on the road. Yes, uh, definitely. You know, that's what you want. Play that road game road. out there out West, you know? And it was, uh, yeah. So, I mean, this team right now is kind of like, I, I, I was grateful that when it was three to two um, before we got the empty netter that Brandon Smith wasn't on the ice to take a penalty and put us down, uh, you know, yeah. a man Good. going yeah. into the third. Yeah, he was scratched it was today. A, but, it was a little tenuous at times. But they not one penalty today. Mm-hmm. They didn't give Vancouver a power play. They were disciplined. They kept everything on the outside. They and you go from hitting. like and when they had the their team defense is night they, and day. Yeah. When they had the opportunities, they buried the puck. I thought mm-hmm. that the kid Wolf played a really good game in goal for uh, Vancouver. I mean, what a Calgary, cool last name too if Calgary. you're a goalie, right? I mean, yeah, I definitely. can't wait till they play Detroit and it's Wolf versus Lion. Yeah, Ooh, that's That'll awesome. Be cool. 
Um, but yeah, but, and you I know, just, we go from like a week ago talking about we got to get a goalie. Where's the goalie coming from? We got to get a goalie. And, you know, the whole time I'm thinking we it is a, an entire team problem. Goalie ain't going to solve anything. Our goalies were definitely letting us down to some extent. But you see how, what they're capable of with good defense, you know? Yeah, we still got look. question marks. Like, are we going to get that in the playoffs? But there was no way they were ever as bad as those some of those games we saw recently. It wasn't just them. You, no, it wasn't just them. I thought it was more, and I still think our goaltending is still the weaker thing of, uh, you know, especially our defense now I think is growing into itself a little bit. It's finding its game. It's playing much better. Mm-hmm. Like Vanacek came up big today when he had to. There yes. were a couple of saves, especially on the in the third, that he had to, you know, make really nice saves. And I don't know if two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, this dude's mind was right enough. I, I don't know if he makes those saves. But with everybody playing better behind him, he felt, you know, I don't think Vanacek is at the point right now where he's going to steal us a game. Schmidt did, and I, I trust Schmidt more, but I was really, right. really – Happy to have Vanacek playing the way he did today. Tom, what are, what are your thoughts? It's interesting, too, now, because if you think about it, Dawes played really well his first game back in, in Utica the other night. Um, now you got this element there. You, obviously, there's been a lot of talk the last week. I'm, I don't know if you guys have seen it about Fitzgerald looking for another goalie, possibly. They, they believe this is definitely ha- going on. So now you have a little bit. And I don't think that – I've never thought that Schmid and Vanacek aren't motivated. I don't think that they show up and go, okay, now we got to do our jobs because this kid – but now, you know, now we've seen some promise. Like you guys said, Akira, the other night, I mean, he stole that game. I, I actually, if it wasn't for him, we I think we lost that game. We lose that game because it wasn't, you know, it was like kind of a – we basically won that, that game, game for us. Yeah, he won yeah, that he, game for us. He's, he's, and it's a huge bounce-back yeah. game for him because, you know, that last outing with the end tail and well, the back-to-back he got, he, he didn't look good. I'm yeah. going to throw something Vanacek at you. tonight, I mean, look great. I mean, and, uh, goddamn Holtz. I mean, you know, you got these guys. It's, things are forming. I, I'm starting to th- – I'm hoping that we got our shitty period out of the way. And last year, we played – if I'm correct, when we were over in Canada last year, we had a hell of a run against all – I think we – Yeah, we, we ran the hell table. Of a, yeah, we ran the table part of, on him. And how much does having game. a relatively healthy week have to do with this too? I mean, it, it, it's been so much better to not have some big name go down every game. Yeah. Nemitz has stepped um, in. You got Hamilton out, but you got Nemitz well, coming he's in. He's the story of the week, out. Nemitz. Yeah. He just looks like he belongs to stay. He looks great. Uh, Love seeing a lot of team. fun. But, yeah. you know, uh, this is, you know, if we are getting a goalie, um, if Tom Fitzgerald does decide that that's the route he's going in, and I think he should, it, trust me, to any Devil fan out there, it is not going to be a Schmidt. So we are all willing that he's not going to be the one gone, is what I'm saying. It'll be Vanacek that's gone. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, that's what I meant to say. Um, if you look at, and I, we talked about this on last night's show, uh, take the San Jose game and throw it away, right? Akira Schmid was never supposed to start that game. Nobody plays back-to-backs anymore. That was If a you're going to talk stats, you better throw that game out because that uh, was really uh, tough. throwing it out. Absolutely. That game's gone. Gotcha. So then let's take the two games prior, uh, the last two games that Schmid played, right? The Flyer game, 47 shots. He had made 44 saves for yeah. a 936 save percentage. And last night, or Friday night rather, or whatever night it was, against the Kraken. Yeah, that's Last night against mm-hmm. the Kraken, he made 37 saves on 38 shots for a 9.74 save percentage. Yes. This guy is over 900 now. He's where, you know, where we kind of need our goalie to be, but I do think yes. that he's still too raw, too young to be the number one. So I do think they have to get somebody in. I, look, Bobby said on last night's show, like, am I a terrible devil fan that I got really excited when I heard the news that Nico Dawes was back? He's like, because I don't trust Vanacek anymore. He is completely out on Vanacek. Now, I thought, again, Vanacek played really good today, but I don't know how much you can trust him. 
I mean, uh, right I'm, I honestly think Switch that if that. we can't get a better upgrade at the right price, it's not all is lost. I, I think these guys can come in at the right time and play well for us down the stretch. But I'm not saying that's what we do, is that we stop looking for a goalie. We, don't worry. They each played a good game. Forget about it, guys. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying it's very possible it might be very, very difficult to get a let goalie me, at the right price. Let me ask you a question. Would Let's say that Vanacek is struggling. Let's say that you know, he played great today. So let's just really hope that everything that you think can happen does can happen and does happen. Because the best case scenario for the Devils are that these two guys can get them to where they need to be, um, which is a deep playoff run. But that remains to be seen. But again... Would you be against if Vanacek struggles in his, let's say, next couple of starts of bringing Nico Dawes up and giving him a start? No, not at all. Especially if I see the Devils playing as a team the way they have been playing these last three games. Because if you take the the prior four or five games, most of those games, even some of the wins, to be quite honest, uh, they had some wins uh, where the Devils were giving up actually pretty shitty save percentages on even on the win. They, you know, let in, I don't know, two out of seven or eight or something on that Man, one game. Look win. at the Vancouver game. Right. You know? Exactly. So, you know, so in those situations, the goal stats look horrible. And they are. But it also is not the same team de- defense we've seen these last three. They've got that together. So if the team defense stays where it's at, we're not seeing tons of bonehead moves from not just the defensemen, but everybody on the team when it comes to, you know, not giving away crazy good odd man rushes, things like that. Uh, you know, there's just those high quality chances just were way too often given away, uh, you know, up until recently. So if we're playing like we are recently giving a fair number and he's struggling, I think not only do we bring up Dawes right away in the short term, I think then the book is written on Vanacek. But what I'm saying is that but in terms of Vanacek and Schmidt, I think that they have definitely not, you know, shown their own you know worth so far, but they have not been the main problem. Uh, on the team. And so, you know, I think if it happens that we cannot get uh, land another goalie, I'm not, I'm not saying all is lost. I think they will have a chance to do like they have been over the last three games and and consistently play well. I really hope so. I really do. Um, I mean, if next year going into the next season and I will, I mean, I think most devil fans, we want it to be Dawes and Schmidt, right? Those are the two goalies we really want. Uh, those are the guys that are going to kind of be the future, especially Dawes. I am very excited. Again, talked about it last night, but to see where he's progressed and where his games progressed from when he was up with us two years ago to where he is now, because I don't watch Utica. Uh, you know, I don't have get comic games, so I don't know how he's doing. I would really love to see him up with the big club. And I know this season, most likely it isn't going to happen. Uh, because I think if they are do make a goaltending move, uh, I don't think it's just going to be let's give Dawes a look unless he's completely tearing it up in, in Utica, you know, where it's I like you have you. to take notice. Um, but what do you think, uh, Tony? You like eventually, I, right? Those are the guys. I you think this see. is the deal. Is this is just my opinion? But I think first of all, I for, I do agree that it's not only our goaltending that has been the flaw. It's definitely been a lot of defensive issues this year, which we expected. I think. And this is looking ahead too much to the playoffs. I know it's still early in the season, but for us to have sex success, not sex, for us to have success in the playoffs, we need to have Vanacek. <laughs> muted. I know he was going to say something when I said sex there. <laughs> then you're on mute. But, uh, you know, 
Dan doesn't know he's on mute. It's definitely it's a good thing. I was <laughs> but like for us to have success and sex in the playoffs, we need to we need these two guys. Unless we make a move, we make a move. It's totally different. We are not going to have a playoff run with Daw. I hate to say this with with Dawes up and Schmidt, in my opinion, and nothing against Schmidt. I'm not. I don't know. I the mean, youngest goaltending duo in the league. You mean? Is yeah, I think recipe? it's. Yeah, I'm not saying it. it can't happen because we've yeah, seen it right. in the past we, some, some run. But I believe yeah. for us to be successful in the playoffs, we have to make a move, or we need one one of these guys to take the the starter role for the most part and have it, one of them be a solid backup. You know, yep. I, I I'm you know I, I was sticking up for Vanacek all off season, and I still like Vanacek, but I'm not sold on him. Of course not. I'm also not sold on Akira. Yeah. You can't. Be. But you can't be. No, but I think for us to have, you know, that success when it comes time, we need these guys or we need to make a move. I don't think you're going to do it yeah. with pulling from the minors right now. And I'm not saying that no. Dawes is not going to be the guy eventually one day. But as of for us this year, we, the Rangers are good this year. These teams like you guys, we were talking about, I think, I don't know if we were talking about it on the show or before the show. You got some damn good teams this year. The the, the bottom floor, they're still good. Some of these teams, they could beat you. Um, right. And I just feel like, you know, for us to have a good goalie run, we need to we really need to count on these guys. And I am, that's where I worry yeah. about both. I want to see Dawes too, but it is, it is tough though. Cause you're looking at, okay, they're playing a much better clip now. Really over the last almost eight, we're looking at, you know, th- winning three out of four uh, repeatedly, you know, seven out of eight. That's not, or six out of eight at least, but that's not bad if we keep that clip up, but still look how much ground we have to cover to solidify a playoff spot. If not Schmidt much, and uh, Vanacek continue to play pretty well, if they if they want to play pretty well for us, how do you pull them out just to get a look at Dawes right now? That's tough, no, no, no. you know. I, the, the, uh, my I was only saying like if they're not against playing it. Well, right? and, and the only no. way that you would ever see Dawes this year is again, uh, barring injury, not right. no, nobody getting right. hurt. Injury. The perhaps, only way you would see also, him would be that if he just completely is playing out of his mind in Utica and Vanacek is completely shit in the bed up here. That's right. the only way that you would maybe get him. But you're saying like a playoff spot, like. No, dude, we're two points away from second place in the Metropolitan. I division. think we're out of eight know. point out, eight point out of the first, right? Which I mean, we, is we're nine points stack, out of, the, out of the range. The Rangers have lost two in a row, and they, they lost, lost them tonight. In extremely abysmal fashion. Well, they were we shut believe out that tonight. we're going to catch catch them in you know in a stretch for sure. Well, and I this mean, is maybe where it's starting early. It's possible. Eight point. I mean, nine points is. That's a lot of fucking ground to make up. It is. So, yeah, I mean, that's just I, insane I amount. It's going to take a long time. You're let's be honest, the Rangers, Rangers are good this year, so they're not yeah, going to. You're not catching you know. the Rangers unless I think they, it's possible. I think it's possible. They could well, they could fall apart. You never know. A couple injuries. Well, well, here's the thing. I mean, you go back to the, the Ottawa game on Tuesday, right? They lost six to two. They completely got outplayed, and then tonight against a Washington Capital team that I believe is overperforming, and they are eventually going to start coming down to earth more. They shut them out for nothing. Charlie right. Lindgren played fantastic tonight for the Capitals, and they shut him out. And they have the Los Angeles Kings tomorrow, who apparently – you know, They, they, they <laughs> yeah. won again tonight, right? They beat yeah. the Islanders. Kings, Kings so are they're 12 tough. in a row on the road uh, to start the season. Pretty and sick. then they're going to go to Madison Square Garden tomorrow. So if the Rangers drop that one, I'm not looking at catching the Rangers. I'm looking at solidifying second and third and being in there – comfortably and if you look at who's in uh, ahead of us for about an hour two hours tonight we were third place in the metropolitan division tied with philadelphia but um then washington won so what we have a game in hand washington has a game in hand with uh uh, so we're both at 29 points so they sit at the fifth seed we sit at i mean yeah the fifth seed fourth seed we sit at the fifth seed the flyers have played one more game than us they have 30 points they're one point ahead of us 
The Islanders have played a game. We have a game in hand on them, and they're two points ahead of us. And then the Rangers at nine, we both played 25 games. But that's it. If you're looking at getting into the second, third, like I don't know what's going to happen with Carolina. I don't know which way this team's going to go this year. They, yeah. at, at, you know, it's they might similar as the Devils. They don't necessarily seem like they're meeting their expectations exactly. They're not, and they are healthy right now, and they're not doing it. Their goaltending, we kind of knew was suspect going in, mm-hmm. um, and now Freddie Anderson's hurt again. They got yeah. their asses kicked the last two nights. Calgary beat them a few nights ago. They blew a two goal lead in the third period. When's the last time you guys remember Carolina blowing a two goal lead in the? No, you know, definitely showing some game. weakness. Yeah. So there, who knows what's going to happen? I think it's going to end up in the Metropolitan Division, the Rangers number one, and we will have a uh, like a, a, a rivalry game in our first round, but it's not going to be against the Rangers. It's going to be against the Flyers. I think the Flyers are going to make it. They're a good team, and uh, I think they might take that I spot. didn't expect us to be saying that this year. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. They, they really surprised me they're, that they're – Playing this well, the only, I mean Carolina. They wake up; they're going to make a run. But I don't think the Islanders are going to be able to sustain what they're doing right now, and I don't think Washington's going to be able to sustain it. I maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but that's how I feel. So I do. Well, think we'll see. A, but I think those are safe bets. I mean, as good as you can possibly know, you know, nobody has a crystal ball, but it's you know they just don't look as as good of a team on paper, and uh, I don't think they have much more to give. But I also think the Rangers are going to level off. I mean, I don't. I, I they have been playing amazing. I'm, uh, I think the coaching's great, but I don't know. I, I still am not sold on the quality of that team, uh, especially in depth. You know, they've just been playing a good system. It's been covered a lot, but push comes to shove, I don't know. See, I think what we're seeing with the Rangers is, unfortunately, is we're seeing what I thought they were going to be last year a little bit. So I thought they were going to actually. I know they were. They weren't. You know, they made it to the playoffs last year and stuff, but. I kind of expected this Ranger performance last year than what we're getting this year from them. And I think they are really yeah. tough. And I, I think injury, but you never know. Hey, injuries can change everything, you know. But, you know, um, the you thing Shesterkin. is Shesterkin looked really human, and he has this season. Jonathan Quick's been playing great. He's been in and out of the lineup. Yeah, Quick, right? You thought that, yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't move. think that was going to happen. Everyone criticized that first, yeah. yeah I, just, I was one of them. I think as far as play goes, the Devils will be able to play be playing better hockey than the Rangers for probably most of the rest of the season. I really believe that they're, they're kind of going in different directions right now. And even when they level off, I still think the Devils are the better team. But yes. when it comes to the Rangers, nine points is tough, man. At this yeah. point of the season, it's tough. Like they don't – they unless they completely go on, you know, a couple of five or six game losing streaks mixed in with, you know, two out of three or something. Yeah. They, well, it's going to be if hard the to get their them. shit together. If, I mean, if you get everybody, I mean, cause we've been talking about how good they've been playing these last three games, but I think we were also bringing up even before the show, like imagine Timo Meyer comes to life and yeah. they have so much more they can do. Just Timo, for instance, they're still not playing their top game. And that well, could mean that they just rattle off points like crazy. If they get there, I'm going to just, Read this out real quick, and you guys can, you know, take what you want from it. Fabian Sutherland has played 27 games this year. He has eight goals and four assists for 12 points. Timo Myers played 17 games. He has five goals, six assists for 11 points. So the production is a little bit better for Timo Meyer. Uh, he's played less games. Um, Fabian Sutherland makes $1.45 million and Timo Meyer makes $8.9 million. We gave 
Zetterlin up to get Timo Meyer. And again, I'm going to just preface this by saying I do not in any way, shape, or form am calling this a bad trade or say we shouldn't have done it. We signed Timo Meyer. You just say he wants Zetterlin back. If we no, no, no. Somehow I'm just get saying him back. that whatever <laughs> is wrong with Timo Meyer needs no. to get fixed because Absolutely. his he has not been the power forward that we traded for. And yeah, no, we had an injury, but I mean, he's been back for some time and he's been pretty absent. I mean, he had like, like you're saying the, uh, the shot, well, the goal that was goal, basically yeah. given over to someone else. So that's something, you know, it's not like he's been a hundred percent absent, but you think well, you'd see more production and I was more ask you guys. Presence physically. I, I didn't, I don't see that physical presence that's really uh, that I expected. Yeah, is Zetterlin yeah. the real deal? You think? I'm, I'm starting to. Th- I, I thought he was good last year, but I didn't know. Like, I now when I'm watching him, uh, this guy might be a damn good player. I he mean, plays his really, ass off. He plays yeah. super hard. He's all heart, and he's got a lot of skill too. Yeah, I think Fabian Zetterlin's the real deal. I think that you know San Jose made out pretty good with that trade, and I think we did too. This is my thing. I f- I thought about this after today's game, and I was looking at the the third line, and I've been bitching about Timo Meyer being on the third line, and then I'm kind of like. All right, if we we're nowhere against putting him up with Timo with uh, Hughes and Toffoli, if for whatever reason Lindy Ruff's not doing that, I kind of like the uh, it was Holtz uh, for a while today with uh, Meyer and Mercer. I think that line, if Mercer can, I think Mercer's a better winger than a better than a centerman. But if Dawson Mercer can become a, a little bit of a better center centerman and. I do think that Timo Meyer and, and uh, Holtz can benefit from playing on that line. But whatever – we talked about it again, I bring up last night's show, but, like, we brought the, we were talking about Timo, and I asked Bobby, like, what's his role on this team? So I'll ask you guys, what is his role on this team? Does anybody know? I kind of have an idea what it could be. Remember oh, how Claude yeah, Demieux, right? Long right. Long End of this. So Claude Demieux, playoffs come. The guy steps it up, becomes a major force on the ice in several different ways, not only offensively, but in you know, obviously the toughness. Um, the guy who annoys the shit at you, he may yeah, be that guy. He may be. That's what we need. But we yeah. need it not just in the playoffs. Like the dude's got to start really uh, getting his game together. And, you know, I know, and I think he will. But I think the, more to the point of not just Timo, like this team is playing very good right now. They're winning in a bunch of different ways, and they're not even playing their best hockey. So how is he the biggest disappointment the this face? season for you? For you not a disappointment, like you know, you can't really say. I'm not saying like, oh, I, I'm a, I like Meyer. I mean, so I'm, I'm really have high hopes for him. I think he's going to come together. Yeah, but, but you mean you so far guy, off the mark you set for him? Right? Yeah. If you look at the games yeah. we've played so far, what is it? Twenty seven, Chris. Twenty eight. I don't 26. know where we're at. Twenty six. Yeah, I mean um, him or Brat. You know, Brat's another one. The, okay. the he's been playing well is, the last couple games. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it, overall. Yeah, and and also it far from clutch, right? So mm-hmm. this is like I think that's a good thing you said, Tony. Like, w- what is his role? Well, you said what it could be, what it should be, and you're on the right track, I think, and I think totally right when you say, "Wow, it would be great if he was like a Claude Lemieux kind of type, turns it on in the playoffs." Um, but I think also like we expected more physicality out of him, um, and you know, leading to production, power forward stuff, you know, driving to the net. Uh, goals that you either score or cause to be scored by, you know, driving to the net with using that not only skill, but size and, and grit. And that I have not seen, you know, um, not consistently enough, nowhere near that. I thought he was supposed to add a dimension of scoring to devils that this team didn't have, you know, in some ways, Jack, you know, Jasper Bratt, um, 
even Nico to some extent. Nico's a, a, a little bit more hard-nosed than those other two, but they score goals that are of a certain kind. And Niemer, um, Meyer was supposed to bring us different kinds of goals, you know, well, more of those uh, hardworking power forward type goals. Yeah. I mean, the power forward thing and like, you know, you brought up Jesper Bratt and whether or not he's a disappointment or not. I don't think Jesper Bratt's a disappointment at all. And he actually, we go on about these times that he completely disappears. But right. then I thought I was looking at when he's producing like he is right now. Uh, the Met guy produces it like he's actually on pace for close to 100 points this year. It is sick like, because when he is on, thing. he is on like if and, we have yeah when he's so on night and day with him and we needed him to produce right now and, when we were getting feeling a little rough the last few weeks this is when we that's needed him true to do this. he did we need him to come through and 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 it now he has he's right. back right so that's great and timo meyer was you know again the power forward that we traded for the guy that is supposed to get under team skin like you mentioned oh, yeah. supposed to piss people off and just be a pain in the ass to play against that's you know, I'm fine yeah. if the guy's not a 40 goal scorer with the Devils. Like, I'm fine with that. But be a pain in the ass to play against. Don't right. be easy to play against. And he's been easy to fucking play against. And I just think Timo Meyer, whatever's going on with his head, maybe, maybe he is just a guy that you know. It, we, I think I mentioned this at another time. Like, he is just a guy that maybe needs consistency, and he doesn't yeah. get that on this team. And who do you think the way with? the playoffs shut down last year had any effect on him? Because remember what happened. He, um, in a way, was like almost trying too hard and got himself in penalty trouble. Yeah, in the playoffs, and and really kind of took himself out of the game. Um, and out of you know, um, so like I was just wondering. I, I don't see that from Timo. I saw that from Miles Wood. Uh, well, definitely Miles Wood, but um, you know, he, Timo had I, a great series against the Rangers until he, he got did. leveled he did. by Truba. Right, right. But uh, I felt like maybe he kind of had a lot less production in the subsequent series. He had, you know, he had Carolina, no like he, he right, did, yes, right. And uh, I think maybe it was Game One where he got penalty from that and. I, I wasn't he was like almost like benched for part of that taking, game. Yes, he and was. You're it, right. I, I'm just Remember saying like that. that honestly, that's we has he left that moment in a way? Does he have a problem with knowing his role on this team? The way that I whole thing so. went down, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I, and if you know, I do. We we do question the coaching sometimes. Like, is is we're get, are we getting enough from Meyer um, from? A coaching staff is, right. that is he being put in the position, the ball. best position for himself? Yeah, yeah I don't that's know. A it's, that's a tough, tough call. I'm not even saying it is or isn't, but well, it's possible that it's it's, it's it has something to do with the coaching, or at least let's just say knowing his role on this team. Right, right. Now uh, we have a lot to get to. We still got to do our predictions and stuff. Oh, but yeah. we we'll give a shout out to real quick to our. Uh, Hockey Podcast Network sponsor over here, DraftKings Sportsbook, which if you bet on the over-under for the Devils game today was six and a half and you took the under, you were in good shape. And all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets. For betting just $5 on hockey, that's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 
On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered to the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Thank you, DraftKings. Yay. All right. So let's do our accountability session from last week, boys. Our pucker predictions. All right. So accountability. Uh, I will do my three. I said that the Devils. Why don't? Why did I pick this stupid ass fuck? I was. Oh, I know why. Because I was pissed off after the Shark game. I said that the Devils will be shut out against Vancouver. I was dead wrong on that because we it was eleven total goals, six by us. I said a new goalie will be on the main roster by this time today. I was wrong. I said that Nico Heischer will have a shorthanded goal against the Flames. I was wrong. Tony, let's do your account. I don't remember what I did, but I know it's bad. I never remember what I did. You said that Tyler Toffoli will have two goals over the next three games. You said that Jack Hughes will have four goals over the next three games. You would think that but was a, a good, an easy one. You did come back and say that Jesper Bratt will have exactly two assists. Jesper Bratt had wow. two goals. I feel like that's a hat trick. He had two goals and exactly two assists. Well, yeah, I'm going to agree goals with don't matter. Dan he there. called exactly. Yeah. I, well, you should have called for it. But, yeah, you can't call uh, for it now. Really. <laughs> but I think it was a hat trick because you said exactly. And that's so much easier than making those safer bets, which... Yeah, yeah, I don't know why you didn't call for a hat trick, but you came yeah. back strong. You got yourself a point that puts you tied with first place. Real quick here, Bobby said the Devils will get four out of six points this weekend. They got six out of six. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you, sure, he, say, you sure he said exactly? He said four. For, uh, yes. Devils okay. will get right. four out of six points. Right. He said that Nico Heischer will have a shorthanded goal. Because I was... I was going for the steal with the Calgary one. And he said that Nemich will have three points over the next three games. That was close, though. You know Bobby what this teaches got... me? Always bet against Bobby. I could have got an easy point there by going yeah. to Bobby. Yeah, you were going to no do that. This week. You, I know. You didn't this week. He, you screwed up. Now, Damn it. you went off Dan, script. your accountability session. Yeah, I, said, I, have a, I have an issue with mine. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, you said that the Devils will get two out of six points. Okay, just so you know, I think... What I said was the Devils will have at least two. I don't think I would get ever pin myself to an exactly on that one. But if that's what you got written down, that's what you got written down. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell notes. you what I'll do. I have no energy to look on the tape. Well, that's it. what I'll do, but not or right inclination. now. So right don't now, even you're wrong. But I will okay. go back and listen, and we will see exactly what you said. And if you hmm. did say that, then I'll give you the points. You, you said that the Devils. Points. You said the Devils will have a shutout. Yeah, I, I have to stick betting that, even though I know it's not going to happen. Thank God we came close. I mean, Schmidt, that was probably a safer bet for the way I was feeling positive about the turnaround right. in the goaltending. Like to move down to a one-goal game, that would be smart, but I didn't and say that. Then you also said that the aforementioned Timo Meyer will have three or more points. So wrong. So 
That's it, Tony. You are the only person to get anything correct in Maybe. this week's predictions, which puts you tied with me for first Maybe place not. with seven points. I feel like Bobby you know. might have said it, it. It didn't say exactly either. If you're if you're going to go look at tape, look at Bobby too. Because I'm fair. I'll listen to the whole thing. I think that he. You got to ask him. He might remember. He might not. I don't know if I would have guessed exact points. I think it's safer to go at least because then you look like you got it, and even if you're like in the middle. Well. I mean, I write down what you guys say, and we actually, you know, we mention it like, you know, when we you when I'm right. writing it down, I usually say what I'm writing down, you know, so mm-hmm. it's a possibility, yes, that you said that, and I didn't write it down. You not never likely, know. Not likely, but a possibility. It's probably more likely that I misremember this. Well, we'll find out, because I'll go back to read the tape, but right now, we have to do our predictions for the upcoming games, which are tomorrow's super exciting Edmonton Oiler game Wednesday night against the Boston Bruins and then Saturday night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Those are our three games for the week, guys. Three predictions each of us get to make about the show or about hockey in general or about Ooh. these three games. Did Bobby make his predictions already to you? I have Bobby. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Oh, Is that Bobby in his prediction? Hey, Bobby. Wow. Haven't you ever heard of a little thing called showmanship? This is the show on drugs. Welcome <laughs> to the world of tomorrow. It's still going. Bobby. Um, <laughs> now, let me see here. Bobby. Repetitive, Bobby. I do have Bobby's prediction. Tourette's. Bobby with Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bobby's first prediction. Well, I'll do, all, I'll do all Bobby's predictions real quick here. So we'll write them down. Um. All right, his first one was said that McDavid will get at least two points tomorrow against us. All right, he also said um, there will be one game that we give up at least four goals. Bob's a real negative Nancy this go round. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's going with those. There's a pretty secure little bets he took there in a way. I, I wouldn't really. Yeah, I'm thinking the Boston game. I will go. We'll, we'll wait till I make my predictions. And yeah. his words, not mine. His third and final prediction: Timo Meyer will get a fucking goal. Okay. So those he's are Bobby's three goal. predictions. Okay. I don't think any of those are hat tricks. All right, and let's go to you, Tony. What's your first prediction? Four out of six points. Exactly? Is that your bet? You're saying exactly. Yeah, I'm going to say four out of six points exactly, yeah. And you're saying they're going to lose. Well, he doesn't have to lose one game. He can. Oh, yeah, you're right. Get one win and and two ties. Right. Well, two overtime losses. Two overtime losses. All right, uh, Dan, what is your first prediction? They'll get at least three points out of this stint. They'll get at least three, three or more. So, yes. At least three, three definitely implies three or more. Four more points this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. My first prediction is that Pavel Zaka will have mm. a power play goal against us in Boston. I like it. Is that like a hat trick? Uh, call the side of the ice. And we'll- We'll make well, it a hat trick, left or right side. I'll say the second period then. There you go. Okay, that, all right, definitely. Sense. I'll give you a hat trick for that. Power play goal in the second period, Zaka. That's a hat trick. You got even like three conditions, which is that's great. big. Yeah. All right, uh, Tony, your second prediction. Luke Hughes will have three points. Hmm. Exactly three points or three or more. 
So if I say exactly, do I get a hat trick for that or is it? I'll give you a hat trick for that one. Okay. I'll say exactly then. Why not? All right, Dan, what's your second Hope Springs Eternal, the Devils will get a shutout. Not be shutout, but get a shutout. Devils will get a shutout. All right. My second prediction is um, uh, I'm going for a steal. The Devils will shut out the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nice. Or the Bugs. bugs. Tony, your third and final prediction. The Devils will not get a shutout in the next three games. All right, Dan, your third and final prediction. Yeah, so I have to re-steal this point. So in that shutout, the Devils will score two or more goals, and that will bring it back home to me. You think that that's a steal? See, I think a steal would be you call the goalie that's going to get the shutout. Ah. To me, that's a steal. Well, there's a lot of crazy things I could But, but you're just say. saying something completely different about the uh, – like The shutout, that's what you goaltenders. did. You, I said a shutout. You said it's going to be I against I just said which, against which team. I'm, I'm, right. just, I'm just arguing the point. I say in that game, the Devils will score. All right, I'll give you that goal. one. So you're going to go for a reverse deal. Devils will score. Yeah, I got to do the reverse Uno because you know what? Yep. I got the button and I got the last move there. So it's the only way to bring I still have home. one more. Uh, oh, okay. I still have one so more. So now you have to, to call an increasingly crazy thing now. Well, what are you get saying? Get home again. score four or more? Is that what you said? No, two or more. Two. Oh, Jesus. Oh, two <laughs> or more. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You and Bobby picked some safe bets this week. some fucking check down Charlie's over here. And I'm still losing this game. Go figure. It's the shutout bet. Every week I bet they're going to get a shutout, and they never do. I hope this week it comes home and I get like – I got to do the math on these steals. If yeah, it's a steal and a more steal, more goals is, is such bullshit. Yeah, is it? It is. I mean, go for I a do the video review with Chris and say, to yeah. Go for a double steal and then just take something <laughs> chintzy like that. It could be one nothing. Why don't you pick the goalie at least? I said I think you should pick the goalie. If you want to go for the double steal, you should All right, pick I the will goalie. This. Picking the goalie in this is way harder than picking the team they're going to get a shutout against. Well, not really. If you could just go with the, how things are going, it's that's the, that's Schmidt the tomorrow. That's, that's a good It'll one. be Schmidt in, against Boston. It'll be Vanacek against um, what? Pick how many it? saves, Dan. Uh, but and, just go and, like twenty. And maybe 30. Vanacek against uh, Blue Jack. I said it's probably going to be Schmidt. The way the games are working out this week, he might get all three. You got it. Fine, I'll pick Schmidt if that's what it takes. You got it. Fantastic Tell me what Schmidt. to pick. <laughs> Tell me what to pick. I just did. I know. There you go. She's got it all set up there. Are you calling shenanigans, Dan? I had no, Tony I on my this, side on this, this one. This is great. I've, been, uh, uh, I've done that. Me and Chris are only enemies like... tomorrow, and it's only for draft picks. So, <laughs> I remember playing chess as a kid once. So depressing. Uh, my third and final <laughs> prediction. The first more to go. Jack Hughes has been off the board for the last two games. My third and final prediction is that Jack Hughes will have more points than Connor McDavid tomorrow. Ooh. All right, so guys, uh, what do you, give us? You know, I have just, a question for you, Chris. Actually, yeah, sure. speaking about tomorrow, because we have two games at the same time period. I, I'm double I know, screening I it. I'm double screening it. 
You know, I'm not I'm be having the double screens. So where are you going? Are you going? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell all you. Honesty here. Get the lie detector test out. No, no, no. no. The I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching the Vikings live because I have to stream ah. it through my thing because mm-hmm. I can't tape it or anything. So I'm going to watch the Vikings live at four. I'm taping the Euler Devil game and I'm going to watch that good, when I get good. home from Makes work sense. tomorrow. So from like four o'clock on, I have to be radio silent about hockey. We can text about the football game, but I can't text about the. Uh, I hate that's to say what it, sucks but it for makes me. I can't more record. sense. Like it's so much harder to avoid football scores. They're everywhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah, everywhere on the bottom of the screen door and everything. Yeah. And the thing I is- walk. You know, I walk out at work and there's TVs everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's every game's on, so I can't right. not you know get a score. Of course, I'm going to find out what the Vikings did, but it'll be mm-hmm. a little easier to wait on the devil score. I don't you have guys any. are so fucking lucky though to record the games. That's what kills me here. Like some of these games, like the I was actually lucky this week. All these, you know, ten o'clock games for you guys. It's like I'm up feeding kids in the morning. It's all. It's like the games yeah, start for me. For it's you. perfect. It's nice for me. But like, I just would love to record some of these hockey games. These real late ones. But why don't I mean, you record them? I can't do it the way. I, so Chris knows how yeah. I, I said. I so, so I have a link that I use to watch all the games. I sent it to Chris. We're watching them, them illegally. So he yeah, we're basically it. booting no, them. I understand that, but like your computer can record shit, dude. You could just I set it up no to idea. do it. Yeah, Google Screen Capture will just record the whole fucking game for record the whole game. Oh wow, that could yeah. work. I didn't right? think about I didn't that. Know the only thing that. you'll have to do is log into it and set it up, and then re- record it. Anything That'd on a computer you can record. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, there you go. There. Problem solved. Someone's trying to see that's going on. Yeah. Give it a shot. So, all right. Before well, we... is, I think you'll have to set it up and be there for the beginning of the game or just before, you know? Because I remember when I used to get the – like, so the NHL, when I used to actually pay for that, which was absolutely fucking awful. When I would get the games where you could watch the – I forget what it was, NHL, whatever. Right. It was always buffering, man. Like it was abs-centerized. It was the worst bullshit ever. Like, really? those games froze more than anything. It was just awful. The bootleg well, sites Because you got pretty good internet there, right? Yeah, yeah. We have some of the best, they say. Some reason center ice just sucked over there for some reason? Yeah, because the bootleg ones – I mean, you got a Chris knows. You got to refresh once in a while, but there's pretty much – get a good stream. You know, you get like – Four different choices you can go to and all that crap. I mean, they just built a huge, like 200 foot tall Verizon tower right next to my work. Uh, There was one there. So I got great connections, uh, you know, at work. I even on my my data, I would just turn off the Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi was spotty at work and I would just use the data. They tore it down um, and it was about six, seven weeks until they put the new one up, and I had zero service at work. Yeah, you're on the barrier um, island. It's yeah, tough. If you don't have a, a tower put, there, it's nothing. They put a 250-foot tower up. I can be, like, down the basement, and I get perfect data. That's it's awesome. awesome. So the Viking games that I've been streaming there, I've had zero issues. I had a ton of issues earlier, but now with this new tower, man, it's a perfect feed. It's it's Yeah. Maybe it's like 30 second delayed the actual live uh, right. broadcast, but other than that, it's perfect. So they can get different feeds, and you know, and I, I actually I, I wasn't on the last show, but uh, man, I, these ESPN, I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but these ESPN feeds because I had to watch the Devils game against Seattle on the uh, on that yeah, feed. The broadcast team. Oh broadcast my god, team. it is like yeah. painful to watch. I mean, it is like you know just the com- the commentary and some of the graphics. I'll, I don't know what they were doing on these these boards during the game and stuff. What? Like, oh, oh, the, the ads on the boards. Yeah, it's just getting, yeah. It seems like the ESPN, insane. the national one, they have like the worst ads, even worse, than, which is unusual because usually the local any local local ones yeah like like where even if we're playing in you know vancouver we're getting new jersey shit on those uh which i i I agree with you they're just distracting and they're terrible and they need to get rid of i hate the glass uh yeah 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't really notice the, the ESPN ones. I try not to even look at. Uh, Sometimes the, they change them the so ads. fast too. Like they're yeah. constantly changing. It's like literally and, like one play. They're coming down from one end of the ice to the other. It'll change like twice in that time. And there's like, times the where uh, uh, this happened last season, but it didn't happen more. Uh, didn't happen so much this year. But did you guys ever like watch a game and they'll go to, they'll flip the ad? And it'll be in front of the player, and then it gets <laughs> yeah. like pixelated, and then it finally yes, it's like, yes, what the yes. fuck, man? If you can't yeah. do this right, don't do it. You know, I don't need uh, a little Caesar's logo popping over Jack Hughes when he's screeching down the yeah. right side. You know, it's, it's um, horrible. I, I hate those ads. You but know, let's. I, I, uh, did you guys yeah, hear the new rumor sorry. too about Stamkos? Huh? So Stamkos to Boston is the rumor I keep on hearing that Boston is trying to land Stamkos, which is mm-hmm. crazy because Tampa, I believe, is going to actually. He didn't play tonight, by the way. He was a scratch, oh. Stamkos. Oh, wow. So, you know, and I, I, I've always flag. said, you know, sell being off time a, to breaking yeah. up the band. And I have to say, living in Tampa for as many years as I did, I, I was not a Lightning fan, but I, I you know, when you're around an organization, because I was around a Lightning team a lot. Steven Stamkos is is an awesome guy. Um, I just I, I'm surprised they're going to let him go. It's kind of I feel bad for their fans because he is that pillar for that. And you're going to let him go yeah. to Boston? Yeah. Like they're trying to get him out here. Yeah, a, a Atlantic Division rival. That's that's insane. what I'm hearing. Who's getting yeah. bossy? Uh, is there a Vasi sweepstakes we could enter? Uh, I don't think so. I'm surprised there's well, Stamkos, but I think he wants a deal, and they don't want to. You know, all these guys we've talked up. about. I mean, Vasi, he's the one to get. You guys want to like? Oh, we got to upgrade. Let John Gibson's out there, and, and even uh, you know Hellebuck. And I get it; those are you know. Look, Subban look was talking about Gibson choice. again the other day. How about Vos- Vosilevsky? I mean, can you just imagine? There's no uh, way. Honestly, I'll Tampa take him over to in the playoffs. Get, no way. Tampa Bay uh, you know? would never get rid of Vasilevsky. No, no, they, they got to be happen. insane to do that. But it might come to a business point of view. Like, if he's not going to stick around long term, they want to get something. If they're really I, selling off this year, if Stamkos is he, he wants to stay for long term, you know, and they yeah, don't want to give they don't, they, they don't want to do that. And also with Vasilevsky, there's that's a little risky right now. I mean, you're coming off a big injury, you're just coming back and starting to play. Like I, there's a couple of guys right now I would to take over him. I love, I get it, I get it. But I like, love like, the idea. Like, he's got so much great experience. He's been awesome. He's I got the playoff. You know, proven oh, record oh, that nobody no has. No doubt, he's amazing. But I heard, he's going to age out, and he's still young. But you're right; injuries make him questionable. And and I heard some rumors before Jacob Marstrom got hurt in uh, mm. Calgary that he was up for uh, possible trade because of this kid lying they have, and then the other uh, the other uh, goalie I forget his name, but he's supposed to be you know a younger goalie that they kind of want to run with, um, and. I like that idea a lot. Jacob Markstrom is a good goalie, whether or not he's, I think he's going to be out for like a month. So that's probably not going to happen, but you know what? I mean, they got to figure, I think this week will be very telling because I kind of feel, okay. Like you said before, Dan, like the team is really starting to figure it out. The goaltenders, the last two performances from these guys have been very good. Let's see if this is, Oh shit! When the defense does clean up, the goalies yeah. are doing better. Or honestly, you know. I'm leaning that way. I, I don't know that 100. percent Sure, but I really feel like everybody's going to be like, I, I, I can't really justify uh, giving up too much to upgrade our goaltending because it's been great. If yeah. the Devils are playing well enough for a better goaltender, they're gonna. These guys we do have, which have not shown themselves to be the better goaltenders in the league yet, might very well do so. Well, that's that's the best case scenario. You know, yeah. I mean, you want the guys that are in the building to be the solution. So Absolutely. what do you, 
What do you guys expect for tomorrow's game? Which I'm really looking forward to this Edmonton game. I just and and now that Jack has been held off the board again, I just think this guy is going to be so ready for this Edmonton game tomorrow. He's due. Um, huh? Yeah, he's high due scoring, anytime. high scoring game. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I I had yeah. said yesterday. Uh, I see this being a six five overtime win, and I can't tell you who's going to win them. Who's going to win it? It's whoever. Well, six time six five overtime. It could be us. It could be them. I do think it's going to definitely go. It's going to be a hell of a game. I think I that they're going to be able to score on us, but I think we're going to be able to score on them. So this is going to be fun. Uh, six I five can make sense. Six four, six five, six six yeah. five. Maybe empty netter at the end, but it's going to be a an offensive game. It's going to be you know, it's going to, the goalies are going to have to make a lot of saves, but I think it's definitely going to be a high offensive game. Yeah. What about you, Dan? I, I'm going to take a little uh, different aspect. I think the Devils can. Contain You're going the, for the, the most out, dangerous you? parts. No, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking that we could get, hold them to two goals. I think it's very possible. Wow, that we could hold them to great, two goals. Right? And I would love to see us win like a, you know, maybe a 5-2 game where we get an empty netter in there or something like that. We're mostly in control. I think it's very possible. And it might be a best-case scenario. That maybe I don't have, you know, a, a lot of, you know, reason to believe they'll be that strong coming off uh you know these three wins that they're due to lose and edmonton's dangerous but i don't know i could totally see it happening so i'm gonna well, stick with i that. hope you're right edmonton's won six in a row now they're really heating up Stuart skinner i think has like a, a nine seven save percentage over his last few games uh mm-hmm. you know they're playing so much better and i, I do think it's going to be wide open i hope it's a five two uh devil win that'd be amazing if you can yeah, hold uh, Connor McDavid and those guys to, it would to really tell goals. you that the defensive problems are way more solved than we were worried about last, yeah. last week. Yeah. So, all right. We'll um, anything Chris, else? One you guys? more. Yeah. What about tomorrow night, man? Oh, let's, let's, the let's, football let's, game. Let's, well, yeah, we don't have to get too much into it, but let's just say, what's your? I mean, like, I have no. Uh, you know, I'm totally all like right. it can go either way. Dobbs, I obviously threw like what four interceptions last week, so I have a little hope there that we can. Do, you know, deal with that a little bit, but uh, I have, I'm 50, 50. What, what are you thinking tomorrow night? All right, my, Raiders my, and Vikings for those who are listening. My actual, mm-hmm. okay. My, my realistic idea. I do think Brian Flores and the Minnesota defense is going to get under Aiden O'Connell skin. I think they're going to force him to make a few mistakes. Which I happen. think, uh, but Aiden O'Connell and um, Devonte Adams are starting to get a little bit chemistry. So that kind of worries me a little bit. I think that the Raiders are going to be able to score some points. I think if the Vikings can keep Crosby at bay um, and not let him wreck the game, I'm going to say if, and this comes to, if Kevin O'Connell, coach of the Vikings, puts together a game plan where he actually utilizes Josh Dobbs' strengths, like have some RPOs, have some runs, baked in there, and with Justin Jefferson coming back, I think Minnesota is a little bit of a better team. I'm going to say the Vikings win a tough game, maybe 17, 14, that kind of thing. 17, 16. Uh, I think it's going to be, I I think this, I think the spread is like three and a half. I think the Vikings are favored. I'll say Vikings win Raiders cover. That's I think Raiders beat themselves tomorrow night at the end of the game. Is my, how I'm, how I'm thinking it's going to happen. Minnesota Um, do do that too. Yeah, they could do that too. That's what I'm saying. It's such a weird, you know, and I want, it's, you would love to have this 
with me and Chris would be great. We have this big football rivalry, but both of our teams are kind of like just disappointments yeah. this year, which I kind this of expect. This isn't a playoff game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like a, it's like a, you know, for us, it's, we, I think we have like a 5% chance, they said, to make the playoffs basically. Like, you know, the, the Raiders are a mess, but we're much better with the, with uh, Pierce than we were with yeah, McClown, are. you know, in there. Um, and so, you know, I, I just think the Viking, I think the Raiders will beat themselves tomorrow. Crosby is the man. I don't know if you guys saw. I know Chris w- would have seen this, his knee that he played with last week. Dude, uh, the week before that, this guy got swollen like that. Yeah. The guy's a I beast. Mean, I mean, he's an, he is he's an animal. Man. He's an animal, and he's a ton of fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think – well, Minnesota has a, a, a solid chance right now of making the playoffs. They're like the sixth seed right now, so they're in if the playoffs started today. But they can't lose any many more games. Maybe one uh, if they really want to make it in. And that's only because the rest of the NFC is pretty much dog shit. But, you know, they're going to probably get in. They have they have really tough schedule ahead of them. But So before I say that I think they're going to make it, I want to see how they play tomorrow. Uh, that's the big thing. Like you had a bye week. You did some self-scouting. You should have had plenty of time to put together an offense that Josh Dobbs is comfortable with. But I do not trust Doc, Josh Dobbs. This whole, oh, the pastronaut and all this other shit. You know, if he's the pastronaut, he burned in on reentry. And I don't trust Josh Dobbs to keep the ball out of the Raiders' hands or any other opposition's hands. That's what we're hoping so, for. I mean, that's as a Raider fan, we're hoping for the turnovers. I and, sit you know, there and I'm our... just watching this guy like against the Bears. And I'm like, you're an astrophysicist and you were so stupid to throw that fucking ball. How could somebody <laughs> so smart be so dumb sometimes? Like, you yeah. know, that whole thing. But, you know, it's, I'm just... Because the NFC, balls. what you got, the Cowboys versus the Eagles, which is obviously a big that's thing for those guys. Game. Yeah, who do you think's got that one? Cowboys don't lose at home. I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, don't, you know, I can't say you're wrong, so. I'm going with the Cowboys. Be interesting. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll be text during the game. It'll be fun. Oh, of course. But uh, tomorrow, Edmonton, and then we have the Boston Bruins. Two big games coming up on tap, boys. Uh, this is really going to, you know, let's go and win these next few. Let's go on a tear, man. I feel like the team is on the precipice of doing that. They're right. really clicking. I love the way Shimon Nemich is fitting in. Um, Playing so well. And I just, you know, I, everything about this team right now, how they play, this is the style I want to see them play. I love these running gun 6-5 games, but I'm much more comfortable watching a 4-2 workman-like kind of game. Clock in, do your job, and go home. And they were saying the other night that Michael McLeod is the number one faceoff guy in the NHL. That's you know it's pretty amazing. It's, I mean, it's great because he he had a great year last year, uh, and then he didn't start off so well. He really didn't. Yeah. So, but he's definitely turned it on. Uh, getting those, you know, getting I'd love to see Bastion turn it, it on. Actually, to be honest, I'd like to see Bastion, you know, kind of get back well, out there a little back bit. Back in the lineup today, yeah. I thought he he played okay. I was glad that Brendan Smith wasn't in the lineup today. That penalty got um, him last time. That was it. Yeah, was... the penalty got him against the Kraken. That was it. I, you know, I think Lindy Ruff is starting to, you know, keep him on a little bit of a shorter leash. It, it's going to be penalties. hard winning those one goal games with that kind of lack of discipline. Yeah. That's and, where those kill you. And they're like, you can't expect to outscore your opponent by. You know, and, and put four or five on the board every night. You can't do that. And the good teams don't take those penalties. The good teams yes. shut it down. They are disciplined and the they get out with a W. Too. He'll yes. take the bad penalty the worst possible time. It, we saw that bite in this and acid, uh, you know, a couple games ago, as, as well as the, uh, even before that. You know, yeah, he gave, right. gave up. Uh, we read a, a win in the books, basically. Yeah, against the Flyers. And then he takes that, yeah, then he, he takes that retaliation penalty and 
you know, that against it, gets himself suspended, puts us mm-hmm. already on a penalty kill, puts us on a, a, a six on three disadvantage because they yeah. pulled the goalie at the time. Uh, then he, t- again, the slash, the suspension, all that comes with it. Like you, not only did you do all that, you did all that against a division rival and gave them a point. Oh yeah. They're ahead of us in the fucking standings. And it's like, the worst time in the in the game for that too. Yeah, like it literally was. Uh, you know, so he makes some bonehead plays, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if the lineup stays exactly the same for tomorrow, and he's not in the lineup. Um, you know, I, I kind of hope know. so because sometimes Lindy, I feel like he he sees a player positively, and nothing they can do to make him also, see him negative. I think the I, opponent. I, I think you're right about that, a hundred percent, Dan. Totally, right. but I also think that the opponent uh, dictates a little bit of where Smith plays. I think That's a good maybe point. in Boston you might see him uh, yeah. tomorrow. I don't know if we need to have him yeah, in there because to, to his credit, he brings the grit, and yeah. we know we need the grit. Uh, it's just that you know that grit can't cost you in such crucial situations, or it's just not worth it. Yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, so one honorable you... thing, one thing before we go, guys, you guys yeah. see those Utica jerseys? They're beautiful. No, I didn't. See, oh I'm man, not, look, Chris, you have your phone on. You look at the Twitter really fast before we disconnect here. Look at our Twitter. The the Utica. I mean, I'm hoping that we wear something like this this year because I think they're fucking awesome. The Rangers just uh, unveiled their third jersey, which they're playing tomorrow. They're wearing tomorrow. You scroll um, down ours. I think it's like two days ago, which is not that many. It's obviously the highlights from tonight are on there, but you'll see these jerseys are. I mean, oh, they're the black shit, they're, red. They're nice, I huh? Would, I wouldn't. So yeah, they're they're black and red with the and look on the, the shoulder blades. I don't know if you can see yeah, there's devil logos on the, lo- on the shoulder oh, blades. There is. Yeah, there's black that. patches on the shoulder blades, which you might not be able to see in that photo. No, not in that photo, but it's a it's a beautiful picture. And this is a lot like what they are saying our retros are. Um, what we're hoping, our, yeah. Uh, stadium Series jerseys are going to look like. Um, you know, I'll put it they, in front of the camera so Dan can see yeah. it. But it's, they go it's, on, sale. Our, it up. it's, it's cool. on our Twitter feed. So if any of you guys want to hop on, it's They uh, go on there. sale just, Monday at the Utica store. So they're beautiful jerseys, though. Uh, I like I them. get a sweatshirt with that. I can just imagine how cool they look with the NJ logo. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty sharp, but you so, know. So, that what's the deal? You think we'll get something like that for the long stadium? As Marty series? doesn't design it, <laughs> yeah, and doesn't write stadium jersey on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, no, we're they should be out. I, I would guess relatively soon. I mean, the games in February. I'm, I'm like right. Tony had mentioned about wanting to get these out for the holidays. I would have thought. I would agree with that. I would have thought that they would have put yeah. them out by now. Well, I, mean, I haven't seen the Ranger them. ones. How are those ones? I haven't seen them. This isn't their stadium series. This is just their third jersey that they're wearing for like a dozen games or so this year. It's uh, like you know the, I think it's the one with the uh, the Liberty on the front of it. That was Liberty from, head. Yeah. And it's all blue. Um, yeah. Let me see. It looks like a practice there. jersey that when that first came out. Like, why is it all blue? It looks like a practice jersey to me. It has no striping at all. Yeah, they unveiled it today. Oh, no, it's not. It's It has the shield uh, is the crest, like the New York oh, Rangers it's not shield. The, the, oh, okay. No. Um, that, yeah. Those it's boring lo- logo. So, on yeah, just their logo on the crest. And it's got, like you know, just red, white, and blue colors, the stripes. It looks like the, uh, a... Unimaginative police department, that logo. It's horrible. Like, this is their third jersey. Uh, you can. Oh, like, even the Rochester it. Americans has a better crest. It's like got a, the whole Captain America vibe. Right. The, I, the Rangers one is just like completely boring. I've never liked it. 
Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I didn't. And I the the Liberty one, I understood. I was like, okay, if you're a Ranger fan, the Liberty head is probably like you know those ones that Chris just showed me. uh, That's eh, not surprised. I guess I just hope the Devils, like I said, even those black ones with the jersey on the front of them. I mean, if they would have just had some a logo on there, I just don't understand. I I still don't understand what because I own one of those jerseys. Like I don't understand like how do you not put the Devils logo on it? They kind of they they kind of grow on me though. I I I like them now. I'm kind of like cool. I don't know if I wanted it as like the first black one. I don't mind it in the rotation somewhere. It's got kind of an old school vibe, and I'm really trying hard to like it to be honest with you. But I feel like there's a better dark better black out there for no us. doubt and i think the stadium series might be it and but yeah, we, yeah we're gonna wrap it up tonight so wherever you guys are checking us out please give us a five-star review a positive rating um a, a comment uh it goes a long way to help us promote the show also please check out the tampa morgue which is tony's other podcast which he does which is more about heavy metal music and horror movies it's a ton of fun i listened to a few episodes i really like it be sure to please check Thanks, that dude. out um and uh I got to send Chris well, just, a check for saying we, this after the show. Yeah, it better be in the mail. <laughs> um, and just so you were talking about the Liberty Head jerseys, I just have to say um, geographically, like as far as borders go, exactly. the Statue of Liberty is in New Jersey. So it shouldn't be yep. on their fucking jersey at all. So what if we took um, that Liberty Head and put horns on it? Yeah, there you go. Everybody. I like that. We demonized <laughs> the Statue of Liberty. It's all about the demon side. I like Demonizing that. shit. Yeah, I like it. So for Tony and Dan, I'm Chris. We are the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Let's go Depots. Peace. Let's go Raiders. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bobby. It's over, Johnny. It's over. It is over.